What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 44 of the Block Exploring podcast with me as Tommy, as always. And in this episode, we're going to get into everything that happened, especially on crypto Twitter this week, where Jack Dorsey started beef with about 99% of every active account on crypto Twitter. <laughs> um, as always, this is not financial advice, but before we get into the the Jack news, we will do a quick deep dive into the state of the market to get you a sense of what the market is right now. Now, we have been experiencing a bounce back. Uh, this, I would say, is attributable to mainly Bitcoin not falling to lower levels. Uh, after experiencing the death cross, uh, it actually went up. This is to say that we've seen a few death crosses in the past on, on this show as well. And what I tend to say is it's a lot of technical analysis, but you shouldn't put too much trust in it. You shouldn't see it as a prophecy that will happen. You should see just see it as indicators of potential. And uh, well, we see that now with everything, mainly everything uh, being up at least 5% or more. And projects like AFAX, Luna blasting up to 60% over the past seven days or 33% over the past uh, seven days, and a lot of other uh, top 20 cryptocurrencies being up quite a bit. So that's the state of the market. Now let's get into the juicy news. Jack Dorsey, former CEO of Twitter, started beef. He stated, you don't own Web3, the venture capitalists and their liquidity pools do. It will never escape their incentives. It's ultimately a centralized entity with a different label. And Elon Musk kind of joined in on this beatdown of Web3 by saying, uh, has anyone seen Web3? I can't find it. Basically, I think he has a point that um, we tend to think about decentralization as uh, power to the people, power to everyone, mm -hmm. whereas it's more refusing a dependence on a centralized authority of any sort without saying, oh, uh, equity for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a... A misunderstanding a lot of people tend to go into with crypto and also when they use uh, services like some DeFi protocols that they don't have a say on the functioning of these protocols they don't have a say on how these liquidity pools are operating mm -hmm. and what the incentives are which following the hypothesis set forward by Jack Dorsey I would say is correct uh, if you work with or if you decide to stake your token in some protocol or whatever you don't really influence the rates you get on it you the incentives they give you that's up to the liquidity pools and the venture capitalists backing the protocols but at the same time i think we can solve that or at least we can work and hope to solving that by using the dao principle the decentralized autonomous organization to own these kinds of uh, liquidity pools, these protocols, and then have a joint say. And I think that that is what crypto and decentralization can also facilitate beyond what we have seen so far. But I think it, it is a good current wrap up of Web3 in the end of 2021, um, where this isn't happening as much. You have the curve DAO, curve finance. That's, I think, the prime example of the DAO principle in practice and how this can be used to uh, incentivize and collectively decide on these incentives. I think ENS is also a good example of a DAO mm -hmm. owning a public good. I think when we think of this 
I have a few few thoughts about these uh, these big CEOs uh, having their say about Web three, but I think mm-hmm. really we should be thinking about what does decentralization really mean to each person, and it, re- the reality of it is that it, it means different things. I mean, you've alluded to how some people might misunderstand decentralization to be equal distribution in yeah. the of ownership of something, which um, in my opinion, that isn't what crypto is about. It wasn't what it was set out to achieve. I don't think these these projects necessarily um, come, uh, you know, are created with the mindset that you know it that everyone you know who wants to own should have an equal stake in mm-hmm. ownership, as opposed to access to to participation, which I think is the biggest part of um well web3 and this move from traditional well finance traditional everything um that we've had so far is that you know traditionally the the average person is excluded from participating in financial markets they're they're not a what's what's it called you, you know what's that special investor called you know what i'm talking about uh, a certified investor is that what it is or it's like you know, you you there's like a special tier that you reach once you're like a couple million, and then the state's like, oh yeah, you're this kind of a uh, you know you you can make sound decisions. Forget what the word is. is yeah, certified? I forget the word too. I think we, I think there's something like that. Yeah, exactly. And um, those are the people who are, you know managing finance around the world. They're able to reap the juicy juicy gains, you know. And I think what crypto blockchain has enabled is equal participation that anyone can participate and anyone can be a whale if they want to they don't if they don't want to be a whale whatever i mean sometimes you can't even decide if you're a whale or not which is you know it's sad but like yeah equal participation so like whether vcs also get in in on it i think it's just natural that they would like why would they not <laughs> you know like, why would they not right and i think it's not necessarily even a bad thing that vcs might come in and uh, own these decentralized protocols because at the end of the day, they have to play by the rules of the of the DAO or the protocol. So if they have a stake in it, they might have a big stake, but that doesn't, we can't discount the fact that there are loads of people who are individuals who are Web3 native, and they've been delegated a lot of responsibility from token uh, stakeholders in many of these DAOs. And they're, they act very much like representatives and are, I guess, whales in some sense for the people because these they're to- like people's tokens have been delegated for these people to carry out the governance, right? I think we're we're just in a, such an early stage in Web three, where yes, I I think it's important that we um sc- that these these individuals scrutinize what is Web three. Oh, what can it be? And like have asked these questions about decentralization, but I think like it will just evolve. It's gonna evolve naturally. And I think we're, what we're going to see is like like what we've spoken about before, Elias. It's just levels of engagement. There's just going to be all kinds of such. There's going to be scenarios where some projects or DAOs are just 100% owned by retail. And, you know, they do their thing. There's going to be situations where it's mainly VC-backed. And then there's going to be a hot mix in the middle. And I think all of that will just exist very much like all these chains we have now will probably exist and do their thing in future while we all bicker about it now but you know and it, ultimately it's it'll all exist you know but i think there's we we might need to 
you know, I don't think it's a stretch to suggest that some of these big CEOs are fudding on purpose so they can make room for themselves before coming in. It's a it's a thing we've seen in crypto for a while. JP Morgan fudded the crap out of Bitcoin. Bitcoin died 10 times in the eyes of institutions before they all, you know, most of, a lot of them started jumping in this year. So I think this we might be seeing that happening here. You know, these are Web2 based, you know, CEOs um, originally. So I wouldn't be surprised if they want to give themselves space to catch up, especially Elon Musk, who's been known to just jump, <laughs> jump into things. Well, I, I was reading through all these tweets and what people had to say about it. I think a lot of it at the same time is just words at, at this point in time. Like a lot of people are saying, well, um, this is all possible. Imagine this, imagine that, imagine that. But at the current state of the crypto market, crypto space, I feel like it, it is that there's a lot of VC-backed infrastructure and a lot of, uh, for instance, voting mechanisms right now uh, that you see is just a matter of who has the most tokens to vote. Not per se, uh, you know, everyone has an equal vote, which is okay. It, it really depends on how, how your voting mechanism works. But I think it's at the same time, looking at these tweets and what you're saying, fudding the market, indeed. Um, I think a lot of these, these guys who came became Bitcoin advocates or crypto advocates in 2021 and 2020, um, they kind of need a big dip to buy a lot of stuff. And I, to, to I would say Jack isn't part of that group, but no. like many, there are so many, and you're right. You yeah, and I th but I think at the same time, um, kind of preemptively uh, crushing a lot of people's hopes for Web3 is not the best move. And at, at the same time, I think that there's also an important statement, like an important lesson to be drawn from this is a lot of people tend to only focus on decentralization in one way. And that's the, the validation mechanism that a blockchain uses. So every node is not on the same server, blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole shabam. But there, there are other forms of centralization. We spoke about this in early episodes that uh, I personally don't like Bitcoin maximalism because it is another form of centralization because you focus only on one token. And I think that uh, we just need to to figure out what aspects of decentralization do we care about and then focus on how do we invest and how, how do we build in Web3. And he's right, uh, I'd say. The venture capitalists own large parts of uh, crypto uh, protocols. Uh, I think uh, most most prominent one is, is Solana, where yeah. I think venture capital owns about 50% of the protocol. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit wild. And you don't want to get back into that where you're mm -hmm. basically just having external validators that run a decentralized node system, mm -hmm. but one person owns it or right. all that. Yeah. That's like the same thing as, as Meta, where Facebook owns Meta, mm -hmm. but then it's decentralized yeah. in the sense of people are paid to decentrally mm -hmm. uh, manage the network. Yeah, I think it's like, it's, it's, just, it's just a tough, tough take, in my opinion, because, I mean, the proliferation of DAOs and the infrastructure for these things, tooling for, for you know, for us to, what we imagine decentralization in Web3 might be, uh, 
or like the omitting of of VCs, you know, all this was really bur- like happening this year. Like we, ha- there's really not ha- been a lot of time for communities to develop for products to. I mean, I think it's amazing that we have so many DApps and so many things are being built and stuff right now. And obviously, not every- all of them are going to get the traction that they need. That the, you know that catches the eyes of whoever, because it's it's only been around for a hot minute. You know, it hasn't been a, it hasn't had the time to evolve and develop. I mean, Web two also had to evolve and develop, right? And uh, I think very much would be this. I think these exercises in decentralization of Web three will just evolve and like continue to get better. And we ultimately we'll only see these utopian um, manifestations of decentralized ownership through DAOs and all that later down the line like we have some good examples now but a lot of projects need to evolve to that point and why we see a lot of vc backed projects right now is cuz there is a place for vc backed projects you know there's uh, there's a place for vc funding cuz some some projects they're just not going to catch fire with the community to be like there's some projects where the community just has to see it experience it and then they get it right but how are you going to get yeah but how are you going to get to that point you know if you don't have the capital to really to just rocket yourself up. And I think right now what we're seeing is that a lot of a lot of uh, projects are trying to get to market faster and um, because that 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 matters <laughs> that matters in this space and I think fundraising in web3 while it's more dem- democratized and more decentralized I think right now it's not as easy. It's not as easy as uh, as people might make it out to be but I think it will get easier. And ultimately I think crowdfunded like publicly crowdfunded projects are going to be more of the norm than vc backed but we're going to have yeah. all of it so yeah true and another part of it is of course that the network at least is owned by the community whereas yeah now i think the that the security layer most important yeah yeah the security layer, and i think uh willy woo you know willy woo yeah. it's like uh, on-chain analyst a big guy in crypto um he he tweeted at jack he said something in the lines of if i remember correctly uh well the importance here lays with the open protocol so if incentives for for instance liquidity providers or validators or miners get too perverse the community tends to have this reaction to it the user base tends to have this reaction to it where they rip away the network from the founders etc because a lot of this stuff is open source they can just host it themselves and then say oh no this is mine now the there was uh, i think the monero something similar happened with monero where the rewards for validating the network were really wild and it cost a lot of money to do anything on monero the 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 users just said okay give me monero <laughs> they they rebranded i think it was it used to be called crypto note okay now it's called monero right the community said this is ours now better uh, incentives yeah. more equitable incentives and that's the power that's i think the power lays in owning the network and mm-hmm. that is i think the the core shift that we have found here from web 2 to web 3 and that's i think mm-hmm. where the decentralization where the the power to the people aspect of this lays now mm-hmm. not per se in everyone having the same amount of uh, wealth and equity in this network yeah but the fact that the community at least can band together and rip the network away if they aren't happy with whoever is running it. 
Exactly. And the fact that people can DAOify if they wish. And you can fork. <laughs> you can fork protocols. Exactly. If you're like, oh, this is cool, but they should be doing this something different. You fork it and figure it out, you know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. EOS, right? EOS did that. They did, yeah. They, they forked. They were they were unhappy. They uh, <laughs> they forked. <laughs> so They forked. Exactly. But, and I think with, with that kind of nugget of knowledge, I mm-hmm. think that, that insight that you can take from this, it's yeah okay jack has a point right now vcs lps run web3 i would say they have the majority of the power they they're the ones giving the incentives out but more than ever before the users have had the power to own the network and to change whenever they wish (laughs) yeah and i think with that being said that kind of wraps up nicely this episode of the block exploring podcast subscribe like and follow us on twitter next time i believe it's thursday today next time monday we'll have another upload for you guys and we'll see you peace take it easy